This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And today, we are speaking with singer-songwriter Cameron Marlowe. We talked to Cameron about how The Voice reached out to him after seeing him on a YouTube video, how his new radio single, Giving You Up, was written after the woman he thought he was going to spend his life with left him. And trust me, you guys are going to want to keep an eye out for Cameron because he's the next big thing out of Nashville. But first, Eric, let's chat a little bit about uh, Fourth of July. Speaking of, I hope everybody out there had a very safe and fun Fourth of July weekend. We, we sure did. We had a good time down at Lake of the Ozarks. We made it, uh, as Eddie would call it, a weekend of immorality. <laughs> it was quite the weekend. It's sloppy down there. It's aggressive. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun kind of sloppy, but it can get sloppy down there. A lot of people crammed into those bars down there at Lake of the Ozarks. All in all, good weekend. Very messy. First time down there. Yeah, both of us. Yeah. The lake itself, too, by the way, everybody, it's gorgeous. It is really pretty. That Just lake is surrounded by million-dollar homes. Yeah, the homes out there. And it's in the middle of a forest. Like, it's, I'm, it's so, like thick the force is so thick around there and uh shows shows were definitely a success the pool party was packed shoulder to shoulder in that pool <laughs> pretty nasty not gonna lie <laughs> yeah fun fact though that we learned that they read was it they recycle the water every 38 minutes they have to yeah it's not like they have to because i guess i don't know if that's true or not but it does stay pretty blue I, I, <laughs> There's probably a lot of shit going on in that water. Yeah, but I do believe it because they said that they can get sued big time because they have health inspectors come in all the time and check that water, which makes sense. So I do believe it, but 38, I wouldn't have guessed that. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Could have been like every two days. It's a lot cleaner than apparently what uh, the fuckers did here at Chatfield over the weekend. Yeah, Chatfield has E. coli. E. coli (laughs) in Chatfield, everybody. So don't go to Chatfield and swim in the E. coli. Swim beach. (laughs) Sheesh. That's always aggressive down there at Chatfield, too, though. Yeah, stop shitting in our water, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the night DJ set, too, went really well at a Lazy Gators down there. So yeah. all in all, solid weekend, man. Hope we never have to see another bomb again, as they call it there. Oh, God. Yeah. So apparently, we didn't know this, but apparently... I like, just thought there was Vegas bomb <laughs> and Jaeger bombs. Yeah. They have a menu of bombs out there that you do. And that's why I had the worst heartburn of my entire life over the last three days. Because we drink more Red Bull that weekend than we have... I don't even yeah. drink caffeine, really. Dude, like, I don't I was, drink coffee, energy drinks. I had so much Red Bull. 
so much rebel. I mean, every nights. time we turned around, somebody was handing us a bomb of well, some it was just kind. just one person handing us <laughs> <Yeah>. a bomb. <laughs> Jason, you son of a bitch. Fucking devil. <laughs> I think he had a good weekend too, though. I like to think. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had some yeah. fun with us. <laughs> yeah, so there's some other interesting stuff. So after the episode, obviously, we already recapped this episode, but very interesting to see uh, Hunter has Tourette's. Did you see that? He had a, he said like, what did he say? Like a slight case of Tourette's or something? Or a, yeah. And I, th- I think, did he say his child also has Tourette's? I, I believe? missed that. That I don't know. I missed yeah, that. Don't quote me a hundred percent on that, but I think that either him or Katie might've brought that to attention. I think, yeah, I think he said it first. And then Katie also like reiterated, like you guys don't know these men yeah. because you only get to see whatever fraction, what they are on screen. And that I completely agree with. And what I want to do, because I saw somebody say something to the effect of, wow, now it looks so fucked up the way they edited it because they did make it seem like his snorting and his almost yeah. growling, I guess, if you want to call it that, his like gir- like deep gurgle or whatever was aggressive and was meant to be like aggressive when really it's just his, his Tourette's. And so I would have to go back and watch because at the time I did think it was that, but I have to go back and watch because people were like, they actually edited that yeah. those noises over things. I'm like, that's fucked up if that's yeah. true. Very bad at it. Like it made him look like he had like mental like kind of like yeah that's i mean it's a neurological disorder is what tourette's is yeah and i feel bad because i think i made a comment in the recap i was like there's something off about hunter but i think that was just from seeing how that that edit was yeah it's really fucked up if that the basically the producers used his tourette's in order to make him look aggressive like Mm -hmm. it's really messed up but again i'd have to go back and watch it because i can't i I do remember thinking like wow this guy's like very upset like i remember thinking that while watching um but i have to go back and watch but yeah if that's the case it's super fucked up yet again by the producers so that's it's frustrating you know but man you love them no we're best friends (laughs) yeah Yeah, and did you happen to see Demi today? Oh, dude, that's so funny you say that because I saw it. I literally just watched this <laughs> before too, we dude. came on. I just watched it and I was like, oh, oh my God. What What does she have with Colton? Well, clearly. What she, is her problem with Colton? <laughs> well, her and Cassie are really good friends. Oh. So I think that's what it stems from. I think gotcha. I think Demi and Cassie are good friends. In fact, they hung out. Last time I was in LA, I went for a second over to Katie. It was her birthday party and Cassie was there and Demi was there. So they're friends. So that clearly is where that anger stems from. But so the, for those of you that haven't seen it, basically the Daily Pop hosts ask Demi who they think Colton should end up with. She said, what kind of a man would you want to see Colton yeah. with? And was Demi the goes, question. Somebody that he wouldn't stalk. <laughs> Oh, there, were, there was about like a 15 second pause, though, before she answered. Like, and then there was a pause afterwards. Well, the pause afterwards is definitely everybody being like, holy shit, she did it. She went there. She fucking mic dropped <laughs> that. And then I think the 15 second before was her deciding whether she should say it or not. But the hosts like didn't know what to do when she no, said it. They, they were like, saying, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I thought it was a pretty funny joke. I do. I think she's right i guess to a degree <laughs> like people just kind of forget about that now you know and so i think demi kind of reminded everybody hey by the way <laughs> do you not remember what colton did you know so i don't know it was uh i mean it was a bit of a cheap shot i guess but in a sense it was definitely a low blow i think demi was annoyed by the question i think demi was like why ask me about colton first of all he was my bachelor who ended up being gay while i was on his season so he lied to all of us and he stalked my best friend so I don't blame her for being annoyed with the question. I think that was her being annoyed, to be honest. She can't stay away from it. She's crazy. I mean, she answered, she just answered the question, so I don't blame <laughs> her necessarily. But, uh, but yeah, what else we got on the docket here? Just the weekend ahead. This weekend. All-Star Weekend in Denver. Woo. 
I'm pumped, dude. We're gonna have to go to the home run derby. Can't do the home run derby. We'll see. Lady K, can we get a link? No, 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 Lady K. We'll we'll have to drop some other. We'll have to try and poke some other people to get that. But we'll try. But I'm excited, dude. I haven't been to an all-star game ever in my life. Because I want to do that for the following Monday as well. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. Because we come back from Michigan and our buddy Jimmy Allen is performing. Oh, I saw that actually. Yeah. At the Rose. Yeah, at the Rose. I did see that. But yeah, all-star weekend this weekend. It's going to be fun. Denver's going to be wild. And I'm performing Saturday at My High Spirits. You guys are in Denver. Come on out. It's going to be a fun one. Also, Sunday, if you're around, come out to Mile High Spirits as well because you ever wanted to get Blake in a dunk <laughs> tank. You can dunk him and all proceeds will go to charity. I'm actually really looking forward to Sunday. That'll be fun for like an hour. I think I'm going to sit up there for like an hour and any money made in that hour of the dunk tank goes towards uh, charity, which I'll announce you know, when we're there and everything. So come on yep. by Mile High Spirits Saturday and Sunday. It'll be a fun little weekend, fun little all-star weekend. Sure will be. Yeah, so W Blazers, effects, effects, yeah, lasers, effects. Some big, special guests, LED maybe wall, special guest, special guests. We'll but see. There will be a very big special guest that I cannot say that is rumored to be there Saturday. Is it who I think it is? No, you have no fucking idea. Oh, shut the fuck <laughs> up! Oh, I even a surprise for me yeah, too. You have no oh no, clue. I'm nervous. Not fucking no nervous. No clue. <laughs> it is probably one of the biggest rap stars in the game might be coming through Saturday because he's in town with his kid for the all-star game. So you're saying I should fucking put some hip hop in my uh, set? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Don't play one of his songs. Well, you got to, you, then you're going to have to tell me beforehand when he gets closer because I need to put it in my, I need oh, to download no. it. No. Oh, well, then I can't play his fucking music, dude. <laughs> I need his, I need to know who it is. Uh, uh, that's fucking great though. Cool. Exciting. Coming up. Our chat with Kevin Marlowe behind the ropes. Because I'm getting you up. Just like I did the marble lights. And I'm giving you up. You turn me to a man I don't even recognize. I'm giving you up. The same way you did me out in the moonlight. Cameron Marlowe. Thanks for coming on, Cameron. Dude, thank y'all. Man, I'm glad to be here. I knew a couple of your songs, but I just went deep on the Spotify playlist here with some of your music, man. I love it, man. I love some of the stuff that I haven't necessarily heard on the radio already, man. You're doing a hell of a job out there. Thank you, man. I'm trying. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) To be honest with you, (laughs) it's so new to me, man. Fake it till you make it, baby. (laughs) That's kind of where I want to get started because you have, you're kind of, you are brand new kind of on the scene. Obviously, we'll talk about the voice and kind of how that kind of probably propelled your career and everything, but Let's go all the way back, man. Like when you grew, were growing up and everything, was this something that like you were like, you know what, I'm going to be a musician, you know, was that like always your dream or like, what did that look like? I knew I loved music and I knew that uh, I wanted to do something with music, but I didn't know like what I was going to do with it. Uh, I started in the church, just like every other Southern Baptist kid that went to, <laughs> to a Southern Baptist church. Uh, and then that kind of led me to do it into uh, high school, started a rock band in high school. We were terrible. It was kind of a lame thing altogether, but I still was, <laughs> I was just stuck in the, in this uh, like weird zone of like trying to play music and not knowing what I wanted to do. Uh, so I went to try and study it in college, found out college real quick was not for me either. Uh, got out of college after a year and uh, went to work for General Motors. So I worked for them and uh, music just really, I was missing it really bad. Uh, so I decided to go back and give it another shot. Uh, randomly, the voice hit me up and I did that whole thing that kind of started some random 
connections and stuff like that. And then I started visiting Nashville a lot. And then, yeah, now I fell into this music industry. (laughs) (laughs) Just belly flopped into it. I did, man. Not a bad industry to be into. Yeah, not a bad industry. So your voice. So they actually, they found you. Was it on YouTube? Is that right? They found you on YouTube and reached out to you? I think so. YouTube or Instagram or something. I was posting random stuff. Everywhere. So at that point you were just posting like you singing, you know, that kind of thing online. Yeah. Dude, you'd be surprised how many people we just had. I mean, we've had multiple people on who got discovered, like whether like a TikTok goes viral or like whatever. Wow. Was it Andrew Janakos we just yep, chatted Janakos. with? He was off TikTok. Yep. Oh, yeah. on TikTok. And so it's it's so cool to see how social media has impacted the music industry. Cause so many it's I mean, you can all like go back to Justin Bieber. He was found on YouTube, basically. Like Kane yeah. Brown, too. Kind of yeah, like Kane Brown. All social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's uh it's a wild thing. It's a definitely a new platform for people to be able to be found. So yeah, it can't be against it, I guess. So when you got that that call from the voicemail, were you like thought you were getting like pranked? Like what did that look like? <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly didn't. Yeah, I didn't believe it. So I was like, well, I guess uh, I'll give him my phone number and then we'll see. Which is a terrible idea, first off. But I was, gave him my phone number back over the over the email like that. But uh, I gave him my phone number and talked to him, and then they sounded legit. But I still had like questions, and then they sent me like this email that had like all the qualifications and stuff like that I had to fill out, and then turned out to be real and that was uh that was a wild experience to move from carolina to uh la for a little while that's a big difference <laughs> oh i'm sure it's a little it is. different yeah just a little how long is that process how much earlier are you there for the blind auditions like are you actually there for quite a while yeah i was there like a month before oh wow. uh, blind auditions were like taped okay interesting yeah. dang so you're there for quite a while and then uh you made it all the way to the final 24 right the final 24 is that i read uh, Somewhere in there, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was a it was a fun thing. But I, it's so different than like the actual music industry because it's such a TV show. So like, uh, you get into the real industry, and then you're like, oh, now you have to be an artist. Now you have to write these songs. You, uh, it's not just performance based. It's uh, it's like really putting on that hat of being an artist, and that's what I've been craving to do. And uh, I think that's what I love the most is writing songs and stuff like that. That's that's awesome because sometimes it, it differs. Some musicians don't necessarily like writing music, you know, they like like performing it, but not necessarily writing it. So it's pretty cool that you enjoy that. What is your your writing process? Oh, it changes every day. Um, sometimes we start with so, like a song that's already been kind of built out, like on a track or something. And then sometimes uh, we go in with just acoustic guitars and start from just lyrics. I mean, it's uh, kind of all over the place, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the most, I got my my iPhone is full of ideas. So if I ever lost my iPhone, I'm screwed. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> my career's <laughs> over. Yeah, my career's <laughs> over. It's done. <laughs> so, your early musical influences, what were those like? And do those now play into the way you write music, the way you 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 know create your melodies, whatever it is? Yeah, man, I believe it does. Uh, I would say I started growing up listening to '90s country. I grew up listening to. 2000s country as well. Um, my grandpa was more of an 80s country guy, but I also loved like 2000s rock. Like I, I'll take this with. I'll take. I'll fall on this sword. Uh, I'm a big Nickelback fan. Okay, yes. <laughs> Puddle of mud, all that. Like that was all. That grunge era was so badass. So I love that kind of stuff. But then I have like weird uh, music that I love, like Ray Charles and stuff like that. Old mm-hmm. old school. Um, so I'm kind of all over the place. I just love music, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a b- big believer in like, if you hear a song, I don't care the genre. If it relates to me or I might see my leg moving, I'm like, okay, this is a good song, you know? So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, your single giving you up. What was that process writing that song? 
So uh, that was actually a single right. I uh, kind of came home. I, it's based on a true story, which is a wild thing. Uh, so I was about to get married <laughs> at, at like 21. Thought I had like my whole life planned out. Basically was uh, I was going to work at General Motors. I was That was the job. That was what I was uh, going to finish doing the rest of my life. My dad's worked at the same place his whole life. So I just thought that's what people did. So uh, when she called it off two weeks before the engagement, um, I just kind of, I didn't know what to do. It kind of flipped on top of its head for me. And uh, with that, I kind of had to take it with a grain of salt and figure out what next steps was. So uh, my mind was all over the place. So I thought one way to get something out was to pick up a pen and write. So uh, I picked up a pen, somehow wrote this song that has completely changed my life and got me to Nashville and yeah, man, it's, it's been a wild thing that that song just kind of fell out uh, wow. naturally. I, I don't know. That's a cool story. That is a cool story. And that, that'll be the next uh, single to radio. Yeah, next single to radio, man. That is awesome. I love a good story behind a song. And that's about as good of a story as it gets. Mm-hmm. Like, get dumped, you write it down on a piece of paper. And then all of a sudden, you're like writing hits in Nashville now. You know, like, that's pretty badass. <laughs> Crazy, man. Yeah, like yeah. I said, I just belly flopped right into the country. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cannonballed more like, here I come. We'll be right back. So how are you like in Nashville, man? What do you think of like the country music community down there in Nashville? Man, I love this city so much. Um, I knew that I loved it before I was even like really coming down here to chase music because I would come visit back and forth just to visit because I've always loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, the the industry here, though, they are some of the nicest people. Everyone in the industry kind of knows everybody. So it's like a big family. And it's like uh, it's, the best way to call it is like a big, uh, big small town. Yeah. So like everyone knows everybody, but it's a big city. Yeah, that's yeah. why. I mean, that's how you and I kind of connected last week. Yeah, through your new tour manager. Yeah, man, Andrew. Yeah, known him for years. Blake knows him for a long mm-hmm. time. He came yeah. from Michael Ray's camp. Yeah, man, he's been awesome. Man. Yeah, you got you guys got a good one there. Yeah, I love Nashville in that sense. It's a small world too. Have you built any relationships with any other you know big say you know whether it be songwriting or going on tour or whatever it is with any other artists there in Nashville? Like who's who's been your I don't know like your inspiration down there in Nashville so far? Oh man, um, well we you said touring. Uh, we're about to go out on tour with uh, Brad Paisley, which is going to be badass. Brad and Jimmy. But I would say inspiration wise, people that I love to write with and that have really helped me write some songs would be people like Jonathan Singleton, who used to have a deal way back in the day. Um, and then you got people like uh, Casey Bethard, who's wrote just about every Eric Church song there's ever been. <laughs> um, people like that are the ones that are giving me giving me life and giving me uh, a lot of structure to what I'm writing and stuff like yeah. that. I want to talk about how you kind of did just get started and you you started quite possibly one of the worst times to start music industry in the history of like the world like during an epidemic uh during you know quarantine if you will how hard was that and how frustrating was that for you to like just like be kicking off you know and then all of a sudden it was like oh the whole world just shut down what was that man it was uh yeah it fucking sucked (laughs) (laughs) Um, we uh we started out and um i had just signed my deal we were just getting picked up with uh, Leonard Skinner and Travis Tritt to go play some oh, shows wow. cross country. And uh, we thought we had everything started figuring it out. And all of a sudden, COVID hit. And I, we were literally the day before our first tour date with Skinner and uh, Travis Tritt. And uh, they pulled no. us off and told us, yeah, the world was shutting down. And then it was a lot of waiting uh, through that whole year. 
So all I did was sit around and write. Uh, I mm-hmm. wrote as much as I possibly could with a ton of different people. And yeah, man, it was just uh, one song after the no- <laughs> after another. That's good. So you think that quarantine helped your, your writing just in general because you had more time or did it actually help you think like creatively? Um, I think I wrote more on the, yeah, I think it helped my creativity uh, because I was, I was forced to be creative when it's not a really creative time, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So like a lot of people were sitting around and I was like, I can't, I'm just not a person that can sit around. And um, yeah, so I think that was what I had to find creativity and the small stuff. Yeah, that's actually, that's pretty cool to hear. So that means you're going to, we're going to look for some bangers coming out here soon, right? Yeah, we hope so, man. <laughs> we hope so. so you're living in Nashville now. Is that something you're just going to continue to do? I know that's kind of a hard question to answer, but uh, you're going to be down in Nashville for quite some time. Man, I love Nashville and I, I don't see myself moving away, but I would like to have a vacation home in like Montana or something like that. Mm. That would be badass. Yeah. That- but uh, yeah, Nashville is just kind of home now, man. I I love Carolina. That's that will always be like home, home. But this is my uh, this is my home for now. Yeah. yeah, that's good, man. So, like, what are you working on now? Do you got anything coming up? Whether it be tours, you see, talked about Brad Paisley. Yep, we got Brad Paisley, Brad Paisley, and Jimmy Allen. So, nice. uh, man, it's gonna be a fun uh, first real tour. So we're super pumped about that. Me and the guys, we got go, we're going into rehearsals this week, and then yeah, we're headed out to uh, I think Florida for the first run. Hell yeah, man. Got a bus now, which is a wild thought. Never thought I'd be on a tour bus. <laughs> Crazy shit. Man. Your name like on the side of it and everything. Like, <laughs> shit, <I wish. laughs> Just One <roll>. day. <laughs> no, that'll be awesome, man. That'll be a fun tour. I mean, we'll for sure at some point probably see that tour. That's a tight knit camp, the Paisley camp. Yeah, man. They've been so great. To- yeah, man. That'll be a fun tour. And then um, personally, I mean, do you have any more you album wise or anything like that coming out? So we got um, a couple songs coming out here soon. I uh, just went in and recorded them. And then we're about to go back in and cut like four or five more. Oh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we're working on just a lot of different music and trying to figure out how we're going to release it and the best uh, way to release it. Because you got people that's releasing double albums and triple albums now. And uh, I don't know. So true. I don't know what the plan of action is. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I just dove in. I don't know. So uh, we just try to figure it out. Yeah, and nowadays too, you can just drop like you just drop music whenever you want. Like you just drop yeah. a single there, drop a single there, and it seems to be working. So also see, uh, you have the uh, I don't want I'm going to butcher this possibly. Is that Tacoa? Is that how you say hey, that? Now you got the it, clo- man. Yeah, the, the clothing line. I know that's your middle name. Yeah, and I've heard that you guys ha- you have some exciting stuff coming up with this clothing brand. Yeah, man. So we're uh, we just started it out. Um, me and my pops. My dad has worked. Like I said, he's worked at the same place his whole life. So the goal is to really get him out of uh, working at that job and being able to like really man this company. So uh, I'm going full court press on it, uh, trying to get into Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, this is our middle name. It's ran through our generation for four generations, I believe. So uh, yeah, man, it's just uh, something that holds dear to me coming out with like outdoor brand with it. It's a dope brand name, Tacoa. Yeah. That's pretty dope, actually. And it's the fact that it's your middle name. Yeah. And you'll be able to move some of that merch on that Paisley tour. Hell, we're going to try. <laughs> yeah. Merch is where the money's at. Yeah, I was just going to say, you make just as much in the merch tent as you do performing these days. Well, awesome, dude. Where can people find you, man? Whether it be on, you know, online, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah, you can find me on just about every platform at Cameron Marlowe Music. Cameron Marlowe music. So everybody go check him out. Go check out his giving you up single to radio soon. And then uh, got some new music coming. So some bangers that he wrote in quarantine. So <laughs> looking forward to that, man. Also go get that last single sober as a drunk. 
Uh, that song, everybody go check out that song. That song is definitely in my playlist right now. It's a, it's a pretty awesome song, man. So keep it up, man. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, looking forward to following your career and everything, man. I'm sure we'll see you again at some point, whether it be on the road or have you on here again. So. All right, man. Y'all take it easy. Behind the Rose is recorded live at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. Be sure to go check out our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast and follow us so you always know when we drop a new episode. And give us all five of those stars. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, Behind the Rose.